This is Live Art. I'm David McDonald. Before we get to the interview, I want to ask you a small favor. Share this podcast with a friend. If they don't know how to listen to podcasts, that's totally fine. A lot of people don't. Just take a minute to tell them how great podcasts are and tell them how to find them on their phone. Just search for Timuqua Presents. You can find more information about the Timuqua Arts Foundation at timuqua.com. That's T-I-M-U-C-U-A dot com. Today on the show, Boris Douglas Garby and Marla E. have a conversation with San Francisco-based designer Daniel Shimovitz. He specializes in men's fashions and textile arts, and he describes his work as walking canvases of painted images on upcycled clothing. Sounds exciting, right? He's also known for his photography. He joined Boris and Marla remotely from San Francisco back in March. When I first met you, the first thing I saw was this, this, this guy in this amazing coat and these amazing pants, these amazing shoes. This was at Art Basel. And I just had to walk up to you and talk to you. And we talked about your fashion. And uh, you said that you wanted to try to do something with your fashion to change the look of men, the men's fashion. Tell me a little bit about that. Um, well, that's, I feel like in the last 200 years, men have really allowed their fashion to get just to a point of so casual and comfortable and really not much effort into it. And when because of what I'm doing is pretty wild and eccentric. I have to rebrand what men think is possible for themselves because they um, we're in a box of like a black dinner jacket and that's as good as it gets. Um, but if you if you look back in history, uh, the long line of men used to really spend a lot of time doing some crazy outfits to dresses, to kilts, to what whatever like uh, as far as like gold and emperor outfits from and emperors so for a really long time men have had this ability to to do to to transfer their thoughts to the next level where we can communicate with people without saying a word and that's really the power of fashion is that i can tell you everything that's on my mind just by walking and being quiet and so I feel that for the average man to be able to comprehend that is really far um, from where we are now. However, you're not trying to feminize the look of men, are you? I mean, are you actually trying to empower men? My sole objective really is to make a man, whether gay or straight, and the same goes for the women's pieces that I do, that they can stand alone by themselves, but warrior and museum pieces. So warrior for my men's collection, but my women's collection, the same same thought, where it would be warrior, warriors, war, um, women warriors. And they're just as strong and as amazing as, as the men. And um, really, but I, I feel like, I want to have your shadow grow as you walk and as you move through the world. It's about creating this sh a shadow bigger than 
your natural shadow um, is one element of my designs. Um, and why I use inch studs so that you can see them in the in the reflection. But really, I, I feel like it's not that men don't care about fashion. They just don't want to take risks. And that's really all good fashion is, is the more risks you take, the better your fashion gets. And that's how I would judge anyone's fashion. Okay. Regardless if I like it or not. Daniel, um, can I ask you, as a young independent designer, what are some of your challenges that you face getting your fashions out there and accepted? Um, I would say doing a, doing this where I have to make my money as I go along versus if I'm competing with, you know, there's there's so many people are in the market and so many people can do so many things as far as like if you have money and you have a lot of it you don't even have to be good at fashion but if you are good at getting a product out you can be an amazing fashion house so it's a very difficult artisan road when you are spending piece you're spending your time thinking about the one of one pieces and not the mass production and you're and you're making pieces one of one versus 20,000. Um, so I think that I think just that the lack of resources that there are for people for, for designers to like to fund their own projects to have proper fashion shows. If I'm going to do a fashion show, I have to pay probably 10, $15,000 out of my pocket, let alone not even discuss like, you know, right. That if it doesn't matter what the fashion is, if you can pay to have a fashion show, you're going to be in a fashion show. There is so much competition in the industry. And unlike you, most people are willing to sacrifice quality and creativity in order to change their wardrobe every season and make money. And how can you stay honest and loyal to what you believe and not sell out and still create amazing art, wearable art? Um well, I mean, we've actually been tackling that problem lately as far as um, trying to figure out um, any product that I come out with is always going to have an element of being hand done. If it's hand silk screen or if it's um, made in like acceptable standards so that um, you can continue to produce and can produce locally. So we've actually just started to produce hand-painted fabric on uh, going to be doing small batch runs of 500 per garment. And that's still a lot of fabric to paint, but it's it's the doable that I can do. And it still keeps the quality that I want with the uniqueness of that, it's a random paint and where it goes, that they're all unique, but they're still... Um, so you're talking about creating fa um, fabric as opposed to just painting an already sewn jacket. Correct. Like from the ground up. Yeah. I like that because then it has crops in it where it just, where the seams, you know, where you cut and everything. So it looks more like a fabric. 
But Marla, we, we had an experience at an event called Nude Night. Oh here my in God, Orlando. yeah. Tell, tell them about it. Okay, we wore your jackets to Nude Night in Orlando last month, and we noticed that a lot of men were very intrigued by this fashion. And um, I mean, what, they came up to me, yeah. I mean, and these were straight men, and they wanted to touch my jacket. And, and who created our jacket? So we, what is your thoughts on that? It's it's an it's an honor to to do what I do because my fashion makes people come out of their comfort zones, and I meet people who I would who have the courage to talk to me because they're they they want to communicate. They're just so intrigued by what is this piece that it's it's always a great conversation starter. And I end up meeting just the most unique people have the most unique things to say, and it's super random. So it's. It's constantly um, a pleasure, I feel. And that's generally how I end up selling a lot of my clothes is just by randomly meeting people and then making it accessible to them. But um, the, the, the other thing, too, is that being based in L.A., we have access to a lot of uh, people that are already on that plane of entertainment or music and are pushing it, creativity, like especially men. So... I can work with a lot of male entertainers or musicians and they'll wear anything I say because they 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 know I know what I'm talking about and they want to stand out on stage. So Daniel, it, can you can you describe the feeling you get when you see somebody famous wearing one of your creations? Oh yeah, yeah, and can you name drop? It's it's, yeah. it's the, well getting the picture is the hardest thing in the business of all the stuff that you do actually getting the celebrity wearing the actual jacket that is like it's our own art form <laughs> um and when it happens like right now working with kid ink and watching his career kind of really soar quickly and then seeing my jackets in his social media it's like when it's done right with that kind of musician it's perfect and there's nothing more His tattoos go perfectly with my jackets and he takes them, he does the pictures with his, you know, shirt off. And it's just like, it's, it's a great feeling, especially, like I said, especially when they're actually paying for the jacket and it's, you could nowadays celebrities expect everything for free. So if you're actually having the celebrities pay for your jacket and then putting it on your social media, that is like better than sex really. All right, um, Daniel, we just wanted to thank you for having this chat with us, and um, Marla? And we'll be seeing more of you and your fashions. Thank you. This show is supported by the National Young Composers Challenge. National Young Composers Challenge helps to promote and encourage the composers of the future. U.S. composers aged 13 to 18 are eligible to enter compositions for orchestra and chamber ensemble. Winners have their works performed and recorded at a fantastic one-of-a-kind event here in Orlando each November called the Composium. If you've never been to one of these things, you really have to go. There's a live performance and recording session with professional musicians. The judges are there, the conductor is there, and you get to see a little bit of a colloquy between the composers and sometimes even the audience and the musicians and the conductor. 
it's just a, a really wonderful insight into how people learn how to make this stuff and how they actually do make this stuff. It's really fantastic. Check it out. Visit youngcomposerschallenge.org for more information about submitting works and the Composium event. We thank them for supporting the Timucua Arts Foundation, and if you would like to join them by sponsoring future episodes of the podcast, please get in touch with us at podcast at I also wanted to make a quick plug for a very cool upcoming event. Accidental Music Festival is a program of the Timucua Arts Foundation, and they're presenting their second annual marathon on May 20th. It's going on all day from 1 p.m. to 10 p.m., featuring local composers of all kinds. It's totally free, family-friendly, pop in and out anytime you want. Marathon AMF is crazy fun, and it's a great way to introduce yourself, your friends, your family, to some of the amazing art being created right here in Orlando and the artists who create it. Details at accidentalmusicfestival.com. The executive producer of Timucua Presents is Chris Belt. It was recorded and edited by me, David McDonald. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you at that show.